This is the boys Gen V podcast from TV Podcast Industries and we're talking about Gen V season one finale episode eight Guardians of Godolkin. Sam I want what's best and you know that. You want what is best for you. I risked everything for you. Emma, you would do anything for everyone to like you. You're not a hero. Welcome back, fellow boys and girls. This is the Gen V podcast from TV Podcast Industries. We're on the finale of season one of Gen V, and it is episode eight, Guardians of Godolkin. I am one of your hosts, Dirty John. I am your other host, Derek. What a week it's been this week. Absolutely. In one day, we have the penultimate episode of Loki, we have the finale of Gen V, and we have the first episode of Invincible Season 2, all available at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What a time to be living in. <laughs> I say that because that's just stupid. It is. It is very silly. But anyway, <laughs> but three really good shows that we're covering. Yeah, uh, kind of. <laughs> well, we already have our podcast out for the first episode of Invincible uh, on our main feed on the yes, TV podcast industry stuff. feed. It also sits on the boys' feed. If you listen to the boys, you'll probably already have that uh, there. If you listen to our Gen V podcast, you'll have it there as well. Um, first episode was great. It's yeah. really good to be back in the wor- the animated, uh, ultra-violent uh, world of Invincible. So, oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, I'm not on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It is a Derek and Chris uh, omelette special. It is. Uh, for sure. And of course, it sounded very much like you were <laughs> podcasting from a war zone and um, mm-hmm. with a, a bit like Godolkin campus uh, on uh, this episode of Gen V yeah. uh, with all the fireworks going off of course uh, around Dublin for Halloween oh, we, I had to laugh at one point I was going um, I can't concentrate on what I'm saying because there's like explosions going on behind Chris and then on my side there was explosions <laughs> going on um, I did everything I could to remove uh, the, the noise in the background but it was impossible like when Chris was doing his synopsis it was like as if he was being underscored by the fireworks as he as he got <laughs> to the big points of the episode but it's still a great episode uh, hopefully, hopefully you're joining us for uh, our Invincible series as we close out our Gen V coverage uh, with the final episode of season one of Gen V. Yes, uh, before we get into our spoiler-filled discussion, though, of this final episode of Gen V, uh, remember to pop on over to our website at tvpodcastindustries.com where you can subscribe to any bloody podcast player of your choice. Yes, absolutely. You can also subscribe over at Spotify. And the cool thing about Spotify is you can also leave comments over there. Uh, yeah, we got a comment on one of our episodes for the Gen V podcast from uh, jmill33, who said, this is one of the best podcasts going. As always, thanks. Thank you so much, jmill. Yeah, thanks, jmill. Yeah, that's, that's really, really nice. Yeah, yeah. It's great stuff. Yeah. Uh, always great to get feedback uh, from our fellow boys and girls, mm-hmm. and of course, fellow industrialists, uh, whichever podcast that you tune into, um, it's great getting the feedback like that. Uh, it really helps us um, to know what we're doing right 
Or wrong in some cases. Yeah, yeah. We'd prefer if you emailed us directly and said there was something really wrong. Yeah, like email us and go, next time, don't record on, record on Halloween because then you won't have the fireworks <laughs> outside. You can, you can email that to us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com if you want to. Uh, or you can join us over in our Facebook group. Uh, direct access to uh, slag us off about how bad our podcast can be sometimes. Uh, joking, obviously. Uh, but you can join us there at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries. Yes. Uh, you can leave any thoughts uh, comments, observations, theories, uh, or slags, of course, mm-hmm. uh, on the spoiler posts for each and every episode of the TV shows that we cover. And also a quick campus public announcement. We will be concluding our Gen V student bar quiz mm-hmm. uh, with the final question later in the episode. Uh, remember, fellow quizzers and fellow boys and girls, gather together all eight answers to the pub quiz questions at the end uh, of this season of Gen V and email them into us at feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com to be in with a chance of getting your hands on some Gen V goodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Can I announce this, John? Of course you can. All right. So we're still crossing our fingers because we don't have it in hand. But it looks like the prize for our Gen V podcast is going to be a God You Letterman jacket. So those cool ones that have the letters of God yes. You written at the front of them. Very cool jacket. Uh, hoping to get our hands on it in the next couple of weeks. Um, but thanks to our friends over at uh, Prime Video. Um, they're sending us on uh, a Letterman jacket for one lucky listener who gets all the questions right. So uh, enter that. Um, we will be doing our wrap-up podcast about uh, all of the four um, pub yes. quizzes that we've got going on at the moment. Uh, so make sure you get your entry in for that and you could get your hands on a God You Letterman jacket. Yes, we do have some outstanding... Uh, pub quiz mm-hmm. uh, wrap-ups to be done do. uh, for another three uh, of our podcasts from uh, earlier this autumn as well as maybe uh, earlier in... It's a very late summer. Yeah, late summer. Very late summer. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, hold on tight, fellow boys and girls, because uh-huh. and fellow quizzers, importantly, because, yes, we will be announcing the results of four pub quizzes. Mm-hmm. It will be a pub quiz smorgasbord it will it will absolutely Uh, i think we should get into the episode though john yes derek let us know some of the episode details please Yes, for the final time this season, uh, this show was developed by Craig Rosenberg and Evan Goldberg with Eric Kripke. The showrunners for the show are Michelle Fasakis and Tara Butters. And this was based on the comic book series, of course, uh, The Boys by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. Uh, The executive producers for the show include Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. And this episode was written by Brant Engelstein, who wrote episode two of, uh, of this season of Gen V. And the episode was directed by Sana Hamry. Interestingly, Sana Hamry directed four episodes of The Wheel of Time Season 2, which we covered this year, including that epic finale of that show. Wow. Mm. Excellent stuff. Yeah, uh, that uh, that means two finales for Sana. Yes, on Prime Video yeah. this year. The two biggest shows, I think, that Prime Video have had this year as well. Excellent stuff. It also possibly explains uh, one of the blood powers that we see from Marie here yes, as well. Yes, yes. It looked very Wheel of Time. It did, didn't it? It did. Excellent stuff. Yeah, so, John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for Gen V, Episode 8, Guardians of Godalkin? Sure. In the aftermath of Dean Shetty's murder, a divide emerges in the group of Godalkin University, with Kate and Sam seeking to prove their superiority over humans. As Kate and Sam return to the woods to free the remaining captives before leading them in a killing spree on non-soups across campus, no associate professor of media is safe. 
At the same time, Marie, Jordan, and Emma attempt to contain the chaos emerging across campus. By chance, Vault CEO Ashley Barrett is at Godolkin University for a meeting with the trustees on how to spin Luke's suicide, as well as addressing the declining applications and poor grades at the university. But very rapidly, saving their own lives is added as an emergency AOB to their agenda, as they request the assistance of Homelander, with the vengeful soups making their way closer to Ashley, Burke, and the trustees. As Marie helps to contain some of the mess, she demonstrates increased mastery of her blood powers, taking down a cake-controlled maverick and one of the escaped soups. Meanwhile, Sam suffers a crisis of conscience about his part in the killings as he starts to hallucinate his deceased brother Luke, who tells him to stop and reveals how he died. But Sam is ultimately swayed by Kate, and he ignores his inner Luke, allowing Kate to destroy his ability to feel emotions. In Vought's medical facility, Andre learns that Polarity's seizure was the result of brain damage caused by his powers, before receiving the Polarity mantle from his father. He rushes back to Godolkin when he learns what has transpired there after a phone call with Kate, and sides with Marie to stop the continuing bloodshed and to help fight the rampaging soups. As things come to an explosive head, Kate tries to brainwash Jordan, but Marie detonates Kate's arm before Homelander arrives and attacks Marie, accusing her of attacking her own kind. Sometime later, Marie, Jordan, Emma and Andre awaken in a sealed hospital room with no door at an unknown location and learn they were framed for Sam and Kate's attack while the pair are hailed as Guardians of Godolkin. Meanwhile, at Godolkin University, Billy Butcher investigates the ruins of the woods. What a bunch of country club members. <laughs> well, things certainly came to many explosive heads uh, in this episode. <laughs> yes, yeah. and indeed, across the season, mm-hmm. we had exploding penis tips. We yep. had head explosions we galore did. in multi-story car parks mm-hmm. and, of course... Across this campus, yes, we did. Yes, yep. They saved. They saved a lot of the bloodshed for this episode, but this cracked along at a pace. It um, really it, did. It seemed like a shorter episode, about 37, 40 minutes, somewhere around that, um, and cracked along through this closing out episode, setting up season two and setting up where we're going in the boys' season four as well, in little bits, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, as we get into the episode. But I am laughing uh, that last week's episode where we had um, the doctor's head exploding. You wanted to leave the room because you didn't want to see another head explode. This episode, it was like every two minutes, someone's head was exploding. <laughs> uh, I, we didn't watch it together this time, and I was just thinking that John's sitting at home covering his face with a with a pillow as all the heads explode across campus. <laughs> no, I, I was more um, okay with it because it, you, you kind of knew it was coming. It right. wasn't necessarily... It just was a tense scene with uh, Newman last mm-hmm. week yes, uh, and the Doctor. It was. Uh, like, you know, she is creepy mm-hmm. in the end. So, yep. it, and the atmosphere was just generated really well with that scene. So Yeah, and you're just not really too sure if it's going to end with a head explosion. You're kind of yeah, anticipating exactly. when it's going to happen, whereas here it was people going around just destroying everything around yes yeah yeah. absolutely uh but shall we get into our interesting moments our freshman moments our sophomore moments Mm. and of course our senior moments (laughs) of course um from uh this episode uh let us get into our freshman or minor moment from episode eight yes yes ashley 
and the board. They've done such a good (laughs) job in this show of bringing in characters from the boys and making it feel natural, making it feel um, like it's totally part of the boys. You know, we talked about it earlier on in the season that spinoffs quite often try and completely stand alone and then you kind of feel they're dispensable or disposable so you don't have to watch them. Um, whereas this feels very incorporated with just looking at a different side of the world of the boys rather than it, uh, it feeling completely separate. So when you have this board member meeting with Ashley and my favourite named character in the show, other Ashley, <laughs> the assistant of Ashley, <laughs> a very put upon assistant. There's a great line in the uh, in the X-ray, the the um, behind the scenes kind of stuff that says that other Ashley keeps her job by just agreeing with everything that Ashley says. <laughs> That's her her role. Absolutely, <laughs> so, uh, I, great to see her in here. Definitely, I yeah. loved having Ashley here at yeah. Godolkin, and especially with the unfolding crisis. I mean, mm. I just find her hilarious um, in terms of how she deals with other human beings. I mean, it's so obnoxious, but at the same time, then just her self-preservation mode at all times. Mm -hmm. You know, she works with soups on a constant basis. The danger is there for her, the risk every day. And it's almost like arms flailing in the air, running around (laughs) and sort of screaming orders at different moments. You know, get Homelander, get the helicopter, you know, as Bork tries to get into the meeting room. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, who's this? And, it, you know, it's the person who she was in the toilet cubicle getting uh, amorous with at the uh, big movie extravaganza uh, from the last season the of premiere the of, uh, yeah. of the Dot of the Seven. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's when we learned that how uh, how Ashley copes with her stress is by pulling out her own hair. Um, <laughs> so so we've seen uh, that she is a massively stressed character. But yeah, I do love. Head. Yeah, I, I absolutely love uh, Colby Menifee in this role. She's, Definitely, it's probably the best role I've seen her in. She's been in multiple shows uh, before, but but this role that she's had, where she's uh, gotten her way up to the head of uh, of Vought and it's basically she feels like if she doesn't do everything right or if they find out when things go wrong someone's going to kill her so that's that's how how uh, how scary her job is uh, we think our jobs are stressful where you might be fired um not uh have someone laser you in half if you get your job uh, wrong exactly <laughs> you know and even just you know her quips to the other trustees where they're trying to get someone to go effectively straight into the seven because of what happened with Luke's suicide, the decline in applications and Mm -hmm. and so on. And they've lost two members of the seven as well, remember? Yeah, and as they go through the the different sort of photo cards, Uh uh, it's, you know, why Andre, for example? And (laughs) it's it's like, oh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll park that one, come back to him later after, you know, she hears that he he does poll well with sort of eighteen to twenty five year olds because it's the connection with his father, isn't yeah. that? That that that's the reason. There's a great little uh, gag in there, behind the scenes gag in there, where she calls out his um his special extra talent is that he has a <laughs> British accent, which is why she knows somebody's pushing for it. But the the fun joke about that is that Chance Padermo, who plays Andre, is actually British American, so uh, he he rose to fame in the UK playing a role on uh, on BBC Three. So uh, so he is British. So the joke about it is that he's putting on an American accent and his special skill is that he can also do a British accent. Yeah, so, no, exactly. Like yeah. It re- really good. Yeah. Um, I just loved just how that all sort of went down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I just loved it. Like, where is Shetty? Like, screaming it Absolutely. as the crisis unfolds. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just loved how, you know, this is a perfect situation for this character with her hyped up level of anxiety and stress mm-hmm. as a result of being the CEO of Vought and, you know, just how 
she just blows with the wind, really, Absolutely. as to what is the crisis at that moment. And, you know, poor other Ashley having to deal with the this these change in moods, change in decisions. And uh-huh. um, the other interesting thing with this was, you know, they got so desperate uh, and threatened by being cooped up in this room with all the the soups running uh, amok um, and and killing everyone mm. that they started just phoning them all up uh, <laughs> to offer them a place in the seven if they save them if they deal with the situation and interestingly she calls Marie and offers a meeting with her sister mm. if she agrees but just as all the Wi-Fi and the 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 telephone signals go down across the campus. Yes. After, I think Marie hits a big panic button in Shetty's office, which causes all the doors to slam, mm-hmm. all the window coverings to come down. So it, those student dorms become the prisons that were intended if something like this happened. Exactly. But I also love how quickly that's resolved as well. Ashley's like, oh, okay, someone's pushed the button. We now have that uh, that noise that... that um, affects all soups the, yeah. the the noise that that knocks them off balance and Ashley's kind of going okay grand we can get ourselves out of here and within about three seconds uh, <laughs> the guy has used his banshee like powers to uh, to knock out all of the uh, all of the speaker system so um oh oh uh, <laughs> you know the one big fallback that we had the one big red button to to push if everything goes wrong uh, unfortunately didn't calm anything down at all yeah, no. uh, so yeah love the scene loved loved having Ashley back here and uh, and really really a lot of fun with the board I was quite surprised that we didn't see at least one of the board members buy it though um, um, there's about four or five um, extras in that cast, I would say, would be the way I'd put it. Um, I was expecting at least one of them to be taken out. Yeah. But they didn't get uh, No, not out. at they all. They were all saved. Not at all. Don't work in PR if you're associated with Ford, is basically the thing here. Well, that is true. That does happen during the uh, the full battle of Gadolkin, which we will obviously talk about. But um, but yes, we do see the death of, uh, of the PR guy, um, who's interestingly kind of calls himself undercover um as the pure guy um we see him realizing that the attack is going on and then um he uses his uh gadget to explode the head of one of the attacking suits yes. and then goes my cover has been blown um so while he is a very annoying pure guy they're kind of backing it up and saying he's just pretending to be a PR guy. So not all PR guys are, are like this. Yeah. Uh, please stay on staff, Gen V PR <laughs> people. <laughs> well, and ultimately he gets killed in front of camera by Kate, who, mm-hmm. who gives him the explosive device put into his mouth like he did to one of uh, the the soups mm-hmm. uh, that was coming for him. But I, I just liked how that all kicked off, where last time we'd seen him effectively in a cast on yeah. crutches, he's all healthy again, he's walking again. It's the best day of his life. Yeah. Um, you know, those six months of being in a cast hobbling around all behind him. Uh, and then this absolute shit show happens. Exactly. And um, yeah, well, there's no plaster cast for an exploded head. I don't think so. I don't think so. But if, uh, whoever creates that in the world of the boys uh, will make a lot of money, I think. If you could do that, if you could just store people's heads, yeah, if that was your exactly. superpower. Um, yes, I think that would be a way. But shall we move on to our sophomore moment, our medium yes. moment from this episode? It is the Battle of Godolkin. Yes, the majority of the episode. So it, it kind of kicks off, you mentioned it in the synopsis there, um, following the death of Shetty. Uh, we have Kate hearing the voices of everybody else going back to obviously distrusting her for everything that she's done because they can't even trust her to keep Shetty alive. Um, she 
murdered someone in front of them all. And remember, all these kids have gone to the school thinking they're going to become heroes. So here we have Kate um, killing the dean of the school in front of them all. Um, she protests and says, you know, I'm trying to save you guys. This is this is something that uh, I had to do. Yeah. Um, and then as she's hearing all their voices come into her head, she, she goes um, that she wants to free everybody that's in the woods, uh, which gets Sam on her side. So Sam joins up with her because, of, of course, he's been experimented on for many, many years Absolutely. and was trapped in the woods. So, I, I, I think yeah. both of, I think Kate and Sam, for both of them, you know, their, their vengeance here, their revenge on these people is justified. You know, it, mm. it, it makes sense. Sam, because, you know, like he's trying to explain to Emma, even though I do think Sam becomes a big douchebag, uh, during this mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, you know, he's right. I had needles being hammered into my spine. Yep. I was isolated, locked up, tortured, mm-hmm. you know, suppressed. It, so you can understand that. You can understand why, you know, this notion, I think that you get from Kate, you know, they are the ones that are inferior to us. We are the superior race here, mm-hmm. you know, and that is the same view, philosophy, whatever you want to call it, that ultimately has emerged and evolved in Homeland uh, over the first three seasons of uh, The Boys. So yeah. like, it totally makes sense. And even Kate, you know, she has been abused as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just didn't know it. You know, her naivety as a young girl a teenage girl that had been isolated as well by her parents you know th- th- this false hugging from shetty mm-hmm. she was manipulated uh, and yeah. her naivety was manipulated and she has seen that she's done her part in the woods as well she mm-hmm. now realizes why and how and what it was for and that is something that she feels used and abused for so, exactly. so you can understand this yeah and one thing i suppose because of the split with the um, with the death of Shetty at the end of last episode, the big cliffhanger, one of the things that might not have carried across uh, to this episode is the other big revelation from Shetty was that this school isn't a school. They are monitoring you the whole time. That's, yeah. that's the only reason people are there. And it explains why they have so few classes as well. They are just there to be monitored as soups and to be turned to the advantage of Vault, uh, effectively. Yeah. So that's one of the other things that contributes to Kate yeah. uh, making this decision here because they are just being experimented on in this school. This isn't for their progress. This isn't for their future. It's for the future of Vault and the experimentation they want to, they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Kate and Sam, you know, want to be heroes effectively here. Yeah. Um, but I, I did like how Sam ultimately was all over the place here. I did like the fact that he was having those doubts, whether it was through the inner conscience of seeing and hallucinating his dead brother, Luke, mm-hmm. uh, but also because of his experience with Emma uh after his release and so on uh, and i i kind of liked how he was questioning what he was doing but ultimately decided he's had enough uh feelings for for one life and mm-hmm. um, and chooses to ignore his brother ignore emma yeah. in trying to sort of pull him back from this uh this bloodshed and violence and, and vengeance and yeah. um, to ultimately want to feel nothing. And Kate here has given him a bad setting for the rest of his life, that he will be numb to any form of emotion because I'm feeling. Yes, not just emotion, because we do have the moment where Andre confronts him and uses the uh, the electric baton from the guards of the school 
And Sam is able to withstand it and not even react to it until he falls down. Um, yeah. So his body is taking the pain and hurt, but he can't feel anything at all here. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I kind of like this struggle with, with Sam and you, cause you were rooting for him. And ultimately mm -hmm. then he, he turns into the douchebag, both in the theater with Emma, Oof, although, yeah. you know, that was really harsh on Emma. Um, I thought it was a great scene. But I did kind of like what he was saying. I, there were elements of it that you could understand in the sense that, you know, where he's like effectively shouting at her saying, for what I've gone through, this is normal. Yeah. And um, what do you expect? I haven't had your life. I thought he was really harsh on her. Absolutely. Um, because her, the, the reason why he was saying that was he was responding to her going, it's normal not to kill people. It's normal not to execute people as you walk through this place and he's going no no this is normal i'm normal for what i've gone through exactly so while i understand he's gone through a lot it's still not normal to murder people no no exactly <laughs> no it's not but what yeah. i mean is is you know in a sense what we saw of emma the thing is what he doesn't recognize is the evolution that she has had Absolutely. as a person within this show so yeah. you know Actually, a lot of what he was saying, you could go, well, from episode one, I could get that. You want everyone to like you. Yeah, you, you know, you're effectively using your body in various ways mm -hmm. in order for, to get likes. It, you know, it's very much the influence of her mother to be popular yeah. likes. He doesn't realize that, you know, when she says, I, ris I risked everything for you, mm -hmm. that's right. You know, she... She closed down her mother. She helped him escape. And he's totally blanking her. And that's yeah. what I, that's the only thing I didn't get here was that he didn't want to recognize what she had done. He was putting these excuses that it was for her. She wasn't thinking about him at mm -hmm. all. And I, I'm not entirely sure I know where that came from because I, I can understand, you know, his quick radicalization from hanging out with Rufus in yes. the last episode. But this was a real personal, intimate connection that they had, which Emma is trying to explain. And he suddenly just dismisses it totally. Yeah, because she's trying to tell him to stop going on his revenge path, which he is now fully on board with, you know? Yeah, but it's before Kate has numbed him. Yeah. So he, I think the problem is that, not only is he battling Emma, mm -hmm. but he is battling his inner conflict about what he's doing yeah. here. Yes, it's right, but he also understands it's wrong because of the hallucinations he's having with his brother, mm -hmm. Luke, who, which is effectively his inner angel on, on his shoulder, you know? Yeah. Um, but how stupidly he dismisses that. That's the thing. Yeah. He wants to go on this revenge plan, but he does have his inner voice telling him not to do it. But he dismisses it because his inner voice in the personification of Luke tells him, I love you, don't do this. And he goes, but you can't be me because I hate myself. So he's going on this revenge path, hating himself, knowing that this is the thing that he wants to do to take revenge on everything that has been done to him. And Emma's standing in his way as well. So yeah. in the same way as him calling out this vision of Luke and going, you can't possibly be part of me because I hate myself. He's also saying to Emma, you can't possibly love me you obviously were only doing it for yourself, not for me. So again, it's not correct what he's saying. He's just making excuses for what, what he wants it, to do and continue him. on this path it's, of revenge. It, yeah, Emma is unfortunately hitting in the him, crossfire. Yeah. You know, having that or oh, pleading with him, 
at the moment where he is has all this stuff going on in his yeah. head, his turmoil about how he thinks about himself, yeah, you know, and all of that, and that's why it doesn't cut through. Exactly, uh, it's why it doesn't cut through, as you say, with his brother, and ultimately, yeah, he gets. I would think the the worst sort of suggestion from Kate ever. Absolutely, absolutely. No it's going to be a nightmare in the boys' season four. Absolutely, and in Gen V season two, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we did speculate um, last week that Rufus had radicalised him because Rufus is able to also um, control people's minds in some ways, like he did uh, earlier on the season with Marie. But that didn't pan out this episode. We didn't see any of uh, any any evidence of that no. in this episode. We just see a scene of Rufus uh, trying to do a reaction video to a Rihanna song yeah. uh, as he gets interrupted. Uh, but that's Absolutely. all we saw. So. It was interesting, actually, because with the freeing of the soups from the woods, I did wonder whether any of them were infected. Yeah. Um, and I actually thought that might be initially the way it was going to go mm-hmm. was that you know, they'd be coughing and spluttering and at least Kate and Sam would get infected yeah. here yeah, uh, whilst like they were that, yeah. down in the woods. Yeah, Like so, the 28 Days Later thing where they released the monkeys that had been tested on and that's how the virus gets out in yeah. the world. You think that one of the guys that they, the first guy I think that they free, um, you see sweat patches all the way around uh, his his sweatshirt. He's the one that's um, that has the banshee ability, the ability to scream really loudly. Yeah, and uh, the and heat he, ability. And the heat ability, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that, it was him that was the carrier, and that's how it would get out into the world. Yeah, yeah me I thought, too. I, I really did think that. Yeah. Um, but seemingly, mm. at least not at the moment. Mm. And I mean, I guess, ultimately, Dr. Cordova and Shetty, it was two to three days for it to take effect, mm. and it needed to have that exchange of bodily fluids. So they would need to cough in their face or mm. sneeze, and for it to get sort of, you know, somewhere near their eyeball or their yeah. mouth or whatever. Or I guess they just got really raunchy during this bloodletting and, and had sex. Maybe, maybe, but he Which was. They didn't. He, they didn't. Well, they did off screen, and that's how it will happen. <laughs> maybe, but he was also getting very close to his victims. He was str- strangling people as well. So, um, so potentially some of those people that survived might have uh, picked up the virus yeah, from him, definitely. or or when he gets his head exploded, maybe the people that that um, clean did the clean up uh, could could get. Well, that's it with the amount of blood yeah. flying around mm-hmm. uh, including some of the soups uh, that were uh, released from the woods it's still a possibility yeah. it would just wouldn't have taken effect immediately there in in this scene exactly you know it, exactly. we're really this is the the immediate moment after and uh, their release and the immediate aftermath on the news that we see so you know it could still be uh, a possibility that exactly. happens here. Exactly. Sure. Speaking of blood flying around, uh, also one of the big movements, I suppose, in the episode is um, how Marie is kind of taking up her mantle of the Guardian of Godalkin and joining up with Andre. And they're both making a plan for how they take out Kate. Um, Kate gets Maverick, the uh, son of Translucent, the invisible yeah. guy, um, sets him after Marie. So uh, touches his shoulder and goes, uh, go kill them. I don't know why, but it did make me laugh when Kate touches his shoulder. Obviously, he's invisible. All we can see is the glasses and hat. He just goes, okay, and takes off the glasses and hat and then is invisible. So I just like the response of, okay, to going yeah. and killing uh, Marie. But she has the battle with him. She uses the lessons that she learned from Newman yeah, to be able I to really see his like blood. That. I like that little touch that. where it just flashed back to her sort of sensing the compound V in her blood. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, they've done those little touches before in this season. And I, I think they're really useful and powerful. Yeah. Really, because... 
yeah, just seeing the arteries and the veins mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, that arterial network sort of get revealed as yeah. you're trying to sense where he is. It almost reminded me of The Invisible Man with yes. Kevin Bacon, and it was really good. Okay, yeah, I was thinking of the more recent uh, Invisible uh, Invisible Man movie that was out um, uh, a couple of years ago, which had something similar. But yeah, you're right. Of course, they did the same thing in the Kevin Bacon movie as well. Yeah. Uh, it's a great, a great effect um, seeing it happen. And then Marie takes out Maverick with a massive... Um, what would you call it? Uh, it's the helicopter blade. It's the helicopter blade. That's what yeah. it is. I was trying to work out whether it was stone or whether it was something that she that that uh, had come off the the building. But it, yeah, it must have been the heli- helicopter blade. Yeah. Uh, and then he's revealed. In- interestingly, yeah, she um, doesn't seem particularly that impressed by his look. Yeah, she's like what the f? But it's it's weird, isn't it? Because um, his power is that he is invisible at all times, and we never saw his father translucent never saw him That's revealed, true, did actually. so, so why um, did he suddenly become visible yeah yeah so she just smacked him across the face and suddenly he's visible so i wonder I if he'd made that choice that yeah yeah it should be that he was down invisible yeah it's almost like she's not the superpower out of him <laughs> or he had made that choice to be invisible at all times like his father but he could have been visible yeah whenever he wanted to be yeah. or it's something to do with maybe what she was doing to I find him mm-hmm. affected the compound V as well. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but that's an interesting, interesting choice yeah. that he would be revealed yeah. um, and not just stay invisible on the floor. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. he is uh, he is revealed. I think um, we did see his face uh, earlier on in the show. We saw him uh, in, at Translucent's funeral in season two, episode one of The Boys. So yeah. we have seen him visible before. So uh, this is the second time he's been visible. So it's likely that, that it is, is true. just a choice. Yeah, so, it's just a choice. But before we leave Maverick, just one other quick thing that I saw on the internet this week uh, that just made me also laugh about Maverick. Um, do you know the joke that's been going on about the SM, S&M relationship that he's been having with the uh, with the alpaca? Yeah. Yeah, so speculation, and I just didn't think about it. I just thought it was a funny gag in the background. Speculation that the alpaca girlfriend that he has is a shapeshifter, and that's why she's in the shape of an alpaca, which makes a lot more sense than him having a sexual relationship yeah. with an alpaca, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I just uh, didn't think about yeah, it. No, but exactly. I like Gen V fans. They come up with theories to cover off things I haven't even thought about. Yeah, but I, I really liked Emma's, that evolution I think one of my favorite moments was where one of the soups that kind of almost runs like um, a four-legged animal mm. and, and and zips through, sort of loses form and then reappears, is going towards the helicopter where the trustees and Ashley and Bork have been uh, put in because it, it's contained and they'll be safe. Mm-hmm. And she uses all the blood that has been spilled mm-hmm. uh, to form... Uh, daggers that she fires at him, killing him before uh, he he manages to attack Ashley and, and the trustees. Yes. And I just absolutely loved uh, Bork's line here. Uh, I'm putting that in my next movie. Uh, it was really, really <laughs> good. good. I must say, I was laughing for a long time after that. Uh, very you good know, job. well, after it, the explanation of Jesus Christ or whatever it was, mm-hmm. he's like. I'm putting that in my next movie. I'm like, yeah. that's so funny. It's really good. Really good. It's really good. And, and I suppose to connect it back, so what we've seen is Marie's powers have been in the past, cutting her hand open, using blood out of her hand as a weapon, so it's still connected into her own veins, and she's using them like whips and ropes. Uh, in this case, she's thinking back to how her dad died, how her mom died, and knows that she can use other blood to throw uh, and turn it into other things, so she turns it into these uh, blood daggers, I guess. Uh, getting any flashbacks to uh, Wheel 
of time. Yes, John? I definitely uh, thought that mm. uh, it did feel like the, the water use, bullets or air yeah, bullets. Yeah, the use of the the power. Yeah, yeah, the one power. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, definitely so I thought that was quite cool. And I also like the fact that she just effectively blew Kate's forearm off as well. I thought wow, that yes. was really, but again, you could sense that that was reactionary. That was accidental. Yes, you know. Uh, because of what happened when she first got those powers, she was mm-hmm. so shocked. You know, it was that surprise. And this was, you know, Kate is running to Jordan, the person that she's in love with. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear her say, we're really good together yeah. uh, as they're fighting off different soups and so on. Uh, and Kate goes to manipulate Jordan. Yeah. And she just, it's the reaction of mm-hmm. her powers that blows um, the the forearm off Kate. And, do you know, I thought that was really good because I just went, in my mind, well, that'll do it. That will stop her from being able to manipulate people by touch, at least. It's only one arm. She does have another arm. I know she like. does, but I was just, like, thinking, oh, do the other one now. And then, like, <laughs> because yeah. effectively, that is the way to immobilize Kate. I mean, unless these drugs and pills that um, Shetty has been given her has limited her power to touch. And ultimately, she because she's able to deal more with the thoughts of people mm-hmm. without touching them, whether she becomes a bit sort of Professor Xavier mm-hmm. in, in the way that she can manipulate people just by thinking. See, I think she can just read their minds. Um, well, that's what that's I, the yeah. other part of her power, but the yeah. touch power, I think, is the, yes, yeah. half of it's been yeah. solved. So by taking you just off. take ah. off the other yeah. forearm. There you go. Then she'd have to kind of go in with the sort of the upper arm to, to sort of touch people. Yeah, or kiss them on the forehead, and uh, maybe that's the way to do it. Yeah, or, maybe, you know. maybe. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought this was or really interesting in development, yeah. actually, even though it was... A knee-jerk reaction. I liked how it was Marie. done, yeah, because, again, we said the episode's quite short, which meant that I was expecting a bit more in the battle because I thought we weren't, we, we didn't, we had more time left in the episode. So when you have that moment and you have Jordan walking towards Marie and then you just see the slow-motion hand coming out uh, off-screen of Kate about to touch Jordan, you go, oh, wow, Jordan versus Marie, round two from from episode one. We saw the two of them uh, sort of uh, get into it before um, Jordan went after Luke. But where they was there going to be a moment where the two of them battled against each other? You know, um, if that happened, you can't take the power away. Only Kate can do that, right? Yeah. Uh, only she can take the manipulation away. So, um, so I thought it was going to be um, Jordan versus uh, her partner, basically. So, uh, so just to have that real surprise moment where. Off comes Kate, Kate's arm was uh, a bit of a shock. Yeah, um, definitely. Anything else about the Battle of Godolkin in the episode, John? Um, we just to say, that, you know, we have Andre arriving a little bit later mm-hmm. into the fray because he's been by his father's side, where we hear that Polarity's powers and likely Andre's have been causing the seizure because of damage to his brain over um, the course of time uh, with him using his powers. Mm-hmm. Effectively, you know. As Andre says to his dad, you know, your powers are killing you. Um, And we have this apology from his father to Andre for effectively just staying quiet about the woods. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this handing over the mantle uh, of polarity to Andre. And Andre comes in on the fight, you know, again, tries to stop Kate. Yeah. But again... It's the distrust of what she will do with her power that prevents him from getting close. And the same thing happens with Marie. I mean, there is that moment where Marie's kind of like, I just give up. 
you know yeah and um, so i kind of like that element in, in this episode yeah so. i like i liked andre effectively dodging backwards as yeah. uh, as, as uh, kate reaches out for him uh, it is a very touching scene with uh, with polarity uh, his father but it in a very boy's way which made me laugh where it was um called Michelle, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. And Andre goes, uh, Michelle, the PR person or Michelle from costume? And of course, the answer is costume because I want to get the costume resized for you because <laughs> yeah, that's what happens yeah. in the world of the boys. It's always the PR team uh, or a costuming uh, to sort you out, not yeah. uh, not another doctor that could help us out more. So uh, like that. Yeah, good stuff. Shall we get on to our senior or major moment of the episode? Well, we have to talk about how this all wraps up for the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the two biggest cameos, I guess you could expect. Um, I don't know whether I was expecting both cameos that we get towards the end of the episode, but it follows on directly from Marie blowing off the arm of, of Kate as she's standing there shocked. We have the arrival of Homelander himself. Yeah, it's interesting as well with what Homelander says, uh, you know, where he asks, what kind of animal are you that mm-hmm. attacks their own because you get the sense that he was floating up in the atmosphere watching it all with his beady eyes um, he to see how it unfolds, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, you just get the sense he was observing mm-hmm. uh, and it fits right into, you know, the end of season three of The Boys where yeah. he, he openly kills a human for mm. sort of questioning him and, and, and shouting at him and his kid. And yeah. um, so... I thought this was an interesting twist because Mm -hmm. he's been called there. You know, we do have Ashley saying, get Homelander here. Yes. You know, in her blind panic. Mm -hmm. And of course, even then with the spin afterwards. So to what extent Homelander's agenda as leader of the seven, Ashley, I guess through pure fear is kind of implementing here Mm because it felt like, this was his decision yes. after what he had observed and heard from the distance. Yeah. And the whole of Vought is backing that position. Well, yes, truly, Homelander is really head of Vault now. Um, while Ashley is in the role as CEO, she's not really in charge of it. She has to do what Homelander mm-hmm. asks her to do. So it does explain, though, as I was thinking about it, you know, um, Marie shoots the blood bullets, killing another soup uh, who's trying to kill Ashley. But Ashley's the one that called Homelander there to help save her. And that's basically what Marie did. But it's when Marie blows the arm off Case that he comes down and goes, hang on a second, you're kill- you're attacking or you're hurting other soups. So I think he was kind of okay with her shooting the blood bullets to stop and protect Ashley because that's what he was there for as well. But when she t- takes off the hand of another soup, um, that's when he's what he's saying yeah. to, to her, what kind of animal are you? Yeah. So, and he fires um, yeah. up the eyes as well after a cheeky little wink, um, which Marie survives. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. You know, yeah, it was actually. Hmm. But she also picked up a helicopter blade. So again, I guess with the blood powers comes mm-hmm. some form of enhanced strength yeah. and resilience as well. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, she took that blast from Homelander's... Uh, laser eyes Mm -hmm. again you know it maybe it's something connected with what newman said is you don't realize you know i thought i was the only one you Mm -hmm. don't realize you know the the power that you hold maybe yeah and we have dr cardova saying that earlier in the season where he says i want to test on marie her powers Mm -hmm. are so unique 
And the only reason he can't is because of the benefactor that is Newman. Yes, so that's true. There is probably more to learn about Marie's powers mm-hmm. here. Maybe she was able to form a massive scab-like shield from a sort of uh, clotting blood. Just auto-form it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it doesn't form, as you say, you know, she has the same powers or similar powers to Newman. So again, Newman's someone that we're a bit sketchy about who she is. So if she has the same power as Marie, she could also be protected from uh, from Homelander's attack as well in the future. So it's interesting how all this stuff could lead into the boys' season four and, and um, some of the character elements that we'll see in yeah. it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, the Vault Machine uh, spins against mm-hmm. Marie, Jordan, Andre, and Emma, uh, elevating the protagonists, in this case, uh, Sam and Kate, as the guardians, the, the new guardians of Godolkin, yes. uh, with Marie, Jordan, Andre, and Emma confined to a doorless room somewhere. Mm. I thought this was kind of like, oh, wow. And like the fact that they left it there was like, Oh my goodness, that's yeah. a real like cliffhanger. And yeah. I, but I'm I'm fine with it because it's really good knowing it is going to bleed into Boys season four. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting to see them pop up in the same way that the characters from the boys have popped up here. Maybe mm-hmm. not massively, yeah. but certainly as well with then the final final ending of having Billy Butcher in the woods. You know, yeah. it's a possibility. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm not sure whether we're going to see the Gen V characters in there. We know there's a second season of Gen V, so maybe this is a way to keep them off the table uh, for the next season of The Boys and bring them back at the start of uh, of season two of Gen V. That's that's a possibility. Uh, to me, I'm, I was kind of going, oh, they've learned from uh, keeping Maeve in that room that had a door and she was able to get out of there. So they've learned from that. They've put these four powered people underground in a box uh, that they can't get out of so uh, and similar to the the woods all those rooms had doors and they were able to get out so uh, here we are these four people in a room uh, with no doors but they have to get stuff into them they probably have to get food into them yes there's food (laughs) drink the power you know i actually almost thought it would it would raise up so actually it was more on a a lift mechanism so yes there's no door Mm -hmm. but you lift it up and then there is a door that you can access it. Yeah. Because you've got to get them in it, unless it was built around them, which I don't think it was. I don't think so. I don't think so. I did want to just quickly, of course, call out that the uh, new Guardians of Godolkin, uh, Kate and Sam, I don't think it's any coincidence, of course, that they're both blonde-haired and blue-eyed, just like Homelander. But that's true. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And, of course, we've got Psycho Sam as well. So, I mean, like, Norm Psycho Sam. And Kate. Kate's a psycho. Yeah. What she's been doing here. She yeah, cut someone's throat. Kate. She set all of these people on any human that was on the campus of, of Godalkin University, yeah. including people that would have been teaching staff, people that would have worked um, and helped her out uh, through, throughout the couple of years that she spent on this site. She was like, kill them, they're only human. Yeah, so exactly. both of them are psychos, just like Homelander. But uh, we, it kind of goes back to the discussion at the beginning of the season where we had Marie and Andre possibly being the guardians of Godalkin. They were going, oh, well, you know, I don't know whether the, the color and their race would play, uh, would play a part in this. Maybe that won't play well with Middle America. Here we are now 
the new Guardians of Godalkin, both blonde haired, blue eyed. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think this match is quite much better with uh, with Vault's PR policy. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Good stuff. Um, any notes from this episode? Well, I do think we have to talk a little bit about uh, Billy Butcher's appearance in the post credit scene, John. Yes, uh, I know absolutely. we said he appeared there, but he's arriving in there. What he's seeing is exactly what Kate saw. He saw he's seeing Asup dead on the ground, uh, killed by uh, Shetty, effectively, or killed by uh, what the experimentation that was doing here. So this is what's going to lead on to season four. This is the yeah. the piece that's going to be brought in. He now knows there's a way to kill soups and he knows where it was created. So all he has to do is uh, get that detail. Yeah. Um, and then he has his new weapon to take out soups, which has always been the purpose of Billy Butcher, right? Billy in the woods. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, really good. I think that's uh, the f- end of our senior moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other notes from this episode? Literally, the only other thing I wrote down was uh, that student that was in the woods um, where <laughs> Kate asks, uh, when's the last time you saw sunlight? And he goes, is Gangnam Style still a thing? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to point out, Gangnam Style was released in 2012, so it's 11 years oh, wow. he's yeah. been in Poor there. Dude. So very similar to Sam, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. You can understand why they went mental and started going on a killing rampage after being released. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, like, I get it. You can, and, but it was very brutal. Oh, no, it really was. violent. Like, even that first uh, kill that we saw from Sam when they arrived in the woods the first moment, and uh, Greg or Bob um, uh, behind the mask is going to Kate, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, welcome back. Uh, and is about to give her an update of what's going on and then gets uh, a fist through the face well, from exactly. Sam. Um, and yeah. she also tells then another god to eat his own hand and she he does. starts crunching through uh, his fingers. Yeah. Uh, which was pretty uh, epic. They have all gone totally psychotic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they're totally free and now leaders of yeah. uh, Kadoka University. And backed by a, a powerful company. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the world of the boys doesn't doesn't change, just stays the same. No. Yeah. But hugely, as we always say about this, hugely appropriate and relevant for uh-huh. what's going on in, you know, media and stuff. Uh Across the world, Absolutely. you know? The radicalization got, of these people, yeah. We've got absolute, you know, see you next Tuesdays going on to sort of certain shows like I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, mm-hmm. or um, I, what's it, SAS one, you know? I mean, yeah. it's like, I know, they should be behind bars. Like, anyway. Yes, but, but I'm sure they're all doing that because a reality, a reality show... Um, presenter uh ended up being president of the u.s yeah. even though with no qualifications yeah, and uh and uh yeah again the commentary from the boys as as there always yeah. is so always highly topical uh but, but the whole reason why they're doing this because they're all members of the same country club right yeah exactly yes definitely but finally then uh what did you think of episode eight guardians of godolkin derek Loved it. It was a bit short uh, and very, very fast-paced. I'm really surprised at how everything wrapped up as quickly as it did at the end of the episode. Um, We did hear the call earlier on, get Homelander from Ashley. Once Homelander arrives, there's about 40 seconds, I think, until the closing credits, roughly. Um, It's just such a short period from Battle of Godalkin to uh, credits rolled. So um, that's a a bit of a shame, but at least we know we have a second season confirmed. We have The Boys Season 4 filmed and ready to go next year, I believe, uh, early next year. So um, I'm really glad that's happened. Um, I thought the show overall has been really interesting, seeing 
what's going on in the minds of students in the world of the boys, especially students with superpowers. So uh, overall, it's been a really good season. I've been really enjoying it. So uh, a good, good crown on that. But just felt like I want a bit more, which is fine. It's a first season. We'll get a second season and we'll get uh, the boys season four. So that's absolutely grand. Um, enjoyed it, though. Really, really good fun. Excellent stuff. How about yourself, John? What did you think of this finale for Gen V? Yeah, I really, really loved it. I'd give it um, four and a half don't touch my knuckles out of five. <laughs> um, just to quote Adam Burke there. Yes. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I, the one thing I forgot to mention was as we started watching it, it was the pre previously on previously on Mm -hmm. uh that was absolutely hilarious which just showed exploding heads Mm -hmm. emma coming out of the air emma sliding down the shaft of of Uh the creepy guy's uh penis um i thought that was hilarious before moving on to the previously on absolutely yes. uh, it was yes. so what's been a really yeah. nice little touch actually to open it i was laughing uh-huh. uh my head off uh there i i thought this was really good yeah absolutely fast-paced short um absolute cliffhanger at mm-hmm. the end but i quite like that knowing that events from this are going into season four yes so i do expect to see them uh to some extent mm-hmm. or at least talked about in the peripheral they will um yes. you know yes. because we know that season four of the boys will bleed then back into season two of gen v so mm-hmm. i think there does have to be some common connections it might be more with sam and kate possibly and mm-hmm. um, because new guardians of the of godolkin they need new members of the seven mm-hmm. always the possibility there uh, so i really liked how you can see these through lines uh beginning to occur because of the great stuff of having ashley at godolkin here having homelander and billy butcher show up mm-hmm. at the end no matter how small the cameo again really really good i love that total twist on it it makes total sense from homelander's perspective knowing he is pro soup and in effect Mm anti-human which is what kate and sam have become here loads of uh bloody moments here unique interesting funny in their own different ways as i say the standout one for me was with the epilogue from adam burke again saying i'm putting that in my next movie <laughs> yep. um after being protected by marie using and developing her gifts of of blood power mm-hmm. um i thought that was really really good i also liked the joke with the influencer girl uh, as they <laughs> as they lose wi-fi and lte oh my god no connection to the internet and she goes but who's going to know if we die because she can't live stream her own <laughs> exactly, death? Exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so, yeah, for me, I absolutely love this episode. It was a really good series. Uh, for this episode, four and a half, don't touch my knuckles, out of five. Fantastic. Good stuff. Good stuff. I think we need to go to the student union bar, John. I think we definitely need a drink after all that chaos mm. and bloodshed, for Last sure. Last time. Yes, it is the last time for this season of Gen V. Welcome, fellow quizzers, fellow boys and girls, to the student bar here in Godolkin. Uh, grab a WKD uh, <laughs> and sit yourself down. Or shots, shots, shots. Or shots, 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 indeed. Question eight from this episode. What is written on the front of Sam's sweatshirt? Hmm. Before it gets covered in multiple amounts of blood, well, I think, exactly. at some point. So you'd definitely be able to catch it, though, right? Yes, you can. John, one more time. What is written on the front of Sam's sweatshirt? And that's it. That is the eighth question of eight for our Gen V student 
Union Bar Quiz, I think is the full name uh, of, of our quiz. Uh, put that together with all the answers for all other eight questions. Email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com and you could be in with a chance of getting your hands on some Gen V goodies. And as I said, if we're lucky, if we got it right, uh, that includes a God You Letterman jacket. So hopefully that'll uh, that'll be going in in the next couple of weeks. So right, yes, we do have some feedback in from some of our fellow boys and girls. Mm -hmm. First up, we have an email from Coffee and Vodka who says, Greetings, fellow confusing campus defenders. So much rides on controlling the message surrounding all of this, and all of it so untenable. Vault Media seems to be saying soups can murder without provocation or punishment, while Vault Corporation's trying to hold the public trust. In the meantime, civil war seems to have gone from brewing to boiling over, with Homelander killing a protester, and now a campus fracas gone nuclear, V-style. With the non-powered powerful board of trustees citing Marie and co. as guardians of Godolkin, and the media wing seeing Sam and one-armed Kate as the heroes, this is anything but easy to untangle, like trying to sort soup. About the only things certain here are that Shetty is indeed dead, mm -hmm. unless the riot was part of their plan, Sam's completely nuts, and that Polarity's problem had nothing to do with the virus. It is still a cliffhanger if the cliff's been dynamited and those hanging on the cliff have been teleported to a mysterious doorless cell. The Boys Season 4 cannot come soon enough. Saying all this, it was awesome. For catastrophic events, <laughs> hallucinated Luke's, and Ash Hawks down out of five. Peace and take care. Coffee and vodka. <laughs> Very good. Like, Excellent like stuff. Coffee and vodka. There, yeah. Yes. Really Ash good. Ashley in a copter. Yes. Definitely. And <laughs> um, I, I can see what you mean. Like it does roller coaster. Um, it's very quick to that ending. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. I mean, I don't think ultimately the cell is doorless. Um, and I do think that they have massively shorthanded a lot of stuff here, like you say, around the the soups, non-soups, and, and and so on, uh, and how that provocation, uh, the punishment being done now in public, this fracas ha has escalated. I think it has gone shorthand uh, for sure. And mm -hmm. um, I think the interesting thing is around how Vought as a corporation has how their media wing has put. Uh, the, the guardian of Godolkin tag onto Sam and Kate and how that will play out. Um, because I, yeah, I think this is all still a very uneasy kind of position between the soups and non soups for sure. But really glad as well that. Uh, you thought it was awesome because it was awesome. It was. I have to say, but I know what you mean. It went very quickly to a conclusion and escalated, uh, very quickly. Yes. Yes, it did. But, um, but still really enjoyable episode and lots more to come in the story, I guess, uh, as we go into the next two shows. Uh, thanks very much for that co coffee and vodka. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks. Coffee and vodka. Over on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash TV podcast industries. Uh, we had some feedback on this episode. First up, Dr. Bob Phillips says, Fire, blood, murder, mayhem, double dealing, heroic arts, and horrors uncovered. I do not want to know what happened in the pediatric oncology <laughs> front tracer. Lots of twists I didn't see coming, cameos we deserved and were treated with, and a cliff to be hung off rather than an end. Knowing this is a bridge to the next boys makes it bearable just very much enjoyed this episode. 
Excellent stuff. Thanks, uh, Dr. Bob. Yeah, I, I, I think that's... I think I'm the same with you. I think knowing there are these through threads to season four of The Boys, mm-hmm. and I think also to Coffee and Vodka's, you know, like uh, feedback saying about, you know, can't wait for season four so that it can be yeah. untangled and explained. I think, you know, that is the great thing is just knowing that. And I hopefully they do that justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think ultimately, Dr. Bob, we all know what happened at the pediatric oncology fundraiser. <laughs> yes. But interestingly, it also confirms that uh, that Burke and Ashley have been together before because uh, yeah. we did see them at uh, that the premiere of Dawn of the Seven, so it's a, a repeated coupling of the two of them even though Ashley absolutely hates Burke mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks Dr. Bob yeah thanks Dr. Bob we also got some feedback in from David Mr. Reiter who says man the Emma and Sam breakup ugh right in the heart case with the genocide movement WTF Marie just blowing up Kate's hand okay WTF it ends like that it ends just like that I am so upset genuinely upset how could they end it like that I wanted more why was it so short until next time I guess talk about cliffhangers yeah I think you know it certainly was um a speedy episode for mm-hmm. sure I, I just am hoping that it is because the integration of Gen V into Boys Season 4 will be much more than we think. You know, as I say, whether it is that Kate and Sam become the new members of the Seven that they have lost. Um, and Maybe, we, yeah. you know, we have Billy Butcher looking for this virus, seeing how it's escalated with this fracas on campus at Godolkin. So it'll be interesting. Mm. I um, do also wonder, and I don't know anything from behind the scenes at all, we do have the second season of Gen V confirmed now that that was confirmed as the run of the show was going out. But I do wonder if they prepared two versions of the end of the show. One ends tragically with the death of Marie and then the post credit scene, almost the epilogue scene is added to it. If they get a second season where Kate and, and Sam are confirmed as the guardians of Godolkin and the other four are, yeah. are put in the cell, whether that was the extra scene they added um, but it could have ended with Homelander effectively killing all yeah, of our major definitely. characters. Because if it's not successful and you have a continuing major show like The Boys going on, which is going to get season four is coming up. If you if this wasn't successful and you left it open ended, then that could have been a major problem. Right. Yeah. So, no, absolutely. I, absolutely. I do wonder if they just had those two options for this final episode. Yeah, they could have done. And uh David, absolutely around Emma and Sam's breakup, it was like, mm. oh my goodness, can't believe this is happening. I really did think she was going to get through to him, yeah. um, but sadly not. The one thing as well that we've forgotten to say is that she shrinks after that That's right. af- without having to throw up. Mm. So again, another slight little evolution in Emma's power, because when we do see her again yeah. in uh, that non-door uh, cell then she is back to, I guess, regular size. Yeah. So How does that work? Does she have to have a traumatic event makes her shrink and then maybe. she has to be super happy to grow again? Possibly. Or, or can, can they be intermingled? She shrinks because she had a really depressing experience and then she eats some food and grows back up, you yeah, know? It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know which is worse, purging uh, and shrinking or having a really depressing moment and shrinking. I don't know which, which, which is worse. But it maybe was just the thought of, I don't want to be here. I want to be out of the situation. You know, that idea of shrinking yeah. to the sides uh, yeah. or into the shadows to escape and but with her because she's got compound v in it mm. it's she literally shrinks so maybe she 
will learn to control the power better exactly. and won't have to purge. Exactly. Mm, I like it. I like it. Good stuff. Thanks, David, Mr. Writer. Yeah, thank you so much, David, Mr. Writer. Uh, finally, Mindy Megan uh, over on Facebook says, holy moly, I'm glad we already have conf- confirmation of season two because ending on a cliffhanger like that would otherwise be torture. Mm. While it feels like a stretch, I can at least see and understand Kate's character arc. But I'm curious if I'm the only one who was really surprised and a little confused by Sam's seemingly sudden change in temperament and behavior, particularly with Emma. Did Kate push him and I missed it? I feel like I need to go rewatch the previous episode and look for some foreshadowing that would explain him. Overall, though, this season has been a joy and a great appetizer while we wait for the next season of The Boys to come out of the prime video oven. (laughs) My senior moments this episode were Marie learning more about her powers. Maybe we learned that Emma's shrinking powers are triggered by something more emotional, like shame, Mm. than physical, like purging. Jordan and Marie working together, Kate's hands getting blown off, and of course, the ominous cameo of Homelander and post-credit cameo of Billy Butcher. As soon as I saw that silhouette, I knew whose ridiculously oversized boots (laughs) we were looking at. One con, I was really hoping to get another kiss between Marie and female presenting Jordan. As always, amazing writing as we've come to expect from the crew of creators. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much, Mindy. Um, I do agree uh, with you, uh, certainly, I think, on Sam's change, in particular around Emma. I think him wanting to go after humans, I think that's where his battle comes from because actually he's wanting to go after the likes of Shetty, mm-hmm. Cardova uh, and those people and in the end that net is spread wide to security guards yep. in Godolkin University not even in the woods and I, I, I think that's where his struggle is coming and mm. um, but I, I agree. I'd argue I, that they're about the same, though, the security guards in Godalkin and... Probably, in woods, yeah, probably. probably. But, but I, we I, did I, see in the previous episode, and we talked about the radicalization of him in episode seven, that that's where the seeds of this are sown. His time spent with Rufus, his time on campus with the um, the speech from Newman, everything turning a bit more... I agree. Uh, us versus them, that we're superior to, to uh, humans. So it all did start there, and then to be paired with... Kate, who has her power, the two of them side by side going after humans and taking the revenge that he feels um, yeah. is deserved. I, so, no, yeah. I, I, I do agree with that notion of him becoming a hero in quotes uh, as in they are quotes, seeing yeah. it. Yeah. But I, I, I do agree with Mindy around the, the sudden change in temperament and behavior against Emma. Mm-hmm. And the only way I put that down was his inner conflict that we were seeing there yeah. with Luke. Yeah. But nonetheless, you're right. It felt very quickly reached by, by Sam after what they had experienced over a longer period. And that's what I think possibly some of the issues for this, even though people in the main liked this ending, um, the issue is that it was absolutely an escalation or an acceleration mm-hmm. of different things around um, some of these characters, yeah. even though it had been slightly foreshadowed in previous ones. And yeah. as I say, I, I think I can basically understand the reasons for it um, with Kate and Sam, but I, I totally understand um, it was 
rapidly shifted on um, in this final episode with a lot of other things then happening as well. Yeah, but let us know what you think, um, Mindy, when you when you do the rewatch uh, of the last couple of episodes, because it, I think it's there. And I think the other part of it with Sam and Emma particularly is that he's not only um, just trying to get his revenge and she's standing in his way. He's also pushing her away. You know, yeah. we did kind of mention when she says to him, um, I'm in love with you. I know you're broken, but I am too. And we kind of mentioned, yeah, there's broken like you are, Emma. And then there's broken, broken like Sam is yeah. uh, after all that he's experienced. So, um, so there was a bit of foreshadowing to that. We also saw him rip apart an entire SWAT team who he thought were puppets. Um, so he's, imbalanced from everything that's yeah. happened to him as well so he doesn't have a sense of right and wrong he has a sense of revenge and attack are kind of his his versions of right and wrong so well, that's it and um, luke and emma are the ones that were trying to soften that edge yeah, um, yeah, and exactly. and maybe they've just not succeeded ultimately exactly, exactly. Uh, but great stuff mindy thanks Absolutely. so much for the feedback and thank you fellow boys and girls for all your feedback for this episode and of course the season um we will, of course, be back for Gen V Season 2, but more importantly, and a little bit accelerated as well, a bit closer to where we are now, for Eric Kripke's Boys Season 4 next year, mm-hmm. uh, which will be coming out. Uh, cannot wait for that, certainly given this cliffhanger uh, of an episode. Absolutely. It was a blood-filled series of Gen V, and we have already started, as I mentioned, our new show, another blood-filled show on Prime Video, uh, Invincible season two first episode a lesson for your next life is out right now on your podcast catcher of choice uh, go check that out if you've enjoyed the boys um it's not exactly the same a little bit more elevated there are more aliens in that show um than uh, than humans uh, as well so uh, but go check it out if you enjoyed the boys you might be uh, you might find it fun Great stuff. Uh, thank you so much, uh, fellow boys and girls, for watching. Please remember to share the podcast uh, with family, friends, superheroes, mm-hmm. you name it. College uh, be- kids. Yeah. College kids, because mm-hmm. sharing the podcast is, of course, sharing, sharing the, the love. love. Yes, Indeed. it is. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, and until The Boys Season 4, remember, fellow boys and girls, keep watching, keep listening, and keep being a awesome bunch of boys and girls. Bye. Bye.